I saw this chessboard on like Facebook Marketplace and um, this person was selling it. It's like 1970s vintage marble. Mm-hmm. And so it's green and white marble. And it's like 14 inches by 14 inches. It's super heavy. But it doesn't come with any pieces. And I was like, that's fine. I don't know how to play chess. And I do not want to learn. Also, a chessboard with the pieces on it then is like a piece of decor. And it's kind of big. Like, who has room to set up a whole chessboard and just leave it on their counter? Like, people with huge houses? Not me. I think people who, like, play a lot, I would be like, okay. I mean, sure. Like, if I was going to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were going to play a lot and you had, like, had a table for it or whatever. But I am never going to have that. And so I was like, well, perfect. It'll be a great cheese board. So (laughs) it can live vertically on my kitchen counter and then um, be used for cheese and things. It's a good size for a cheese board. Yeah, or even like what we're using. Truly, we're using it to to record. Right now, we're using it as a tiny table, um, which I also um, used earlier in the day. Um, Held different alcoholic drinks. (laughs) Now we have tea. Now we're taking ourselves very seriously. Very seriously. It's our Christmas tea. Yeah, I was going to say, it's weird, like, driving through the burbs in, like, with Christmas time, because, like, in my apartment, it doesn't feel like Christmas. Yeah, like, all the decorations are up. Yeah, I have my new little mug. I got it in my secret Santa exchange we had today. So cute. So cute. Okay, are we ready to start? I think we are. Okay. Welcome to Single Best Scene. This week's episode is Dash, Dash and Lily. Lily. All right. So, Soph, why did you watch Dash and Lily? You basically forced me to a gunpoint. I don't remember being that aggressive. I remember saying... <laughs> I never in a million years would have watched this. I remember saying to you, <laughs> I wish that this is a show you would like because yeah. I watched it and it would be fun to talk about on the podcast, but I know it's like a show you wouldn't like. No. <laughs> So that's... I would never have even given it a chance. <laughs> but you didn't hate it as much as like no 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 I as you no, no, no. thought you did, right? No, no no I didn't hate it. It was it was, was totally say... fine. It was sort of like it felt like a Christmas movie that again broken up into twenty minute segments. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of easily could have been just a movie. <laughs> when it was based off of a book, so mm. I, I I don't know who bought it, but yeah, I um I think I read the book, but I'm not positive okay because it would have come out when we were in high school so i think that's like back when i would just like go to bookstores and like read sure. while i was there and right, then right. so i don't remember if i actually ever finished it or if i read it mm-hmm. but yeah this is like right up my alley yeah. like i immediately saw the trailer and was like add to list give me a notification <laughs> when it goes live like i want it all because it's like teen romance it's like teen romance in the city it's like nothing mm-hmm. bad's gonna happen well. and also it's it's like an opposites attract type of story and that uh-huh. like I was like, how are they going to make these two characters who, for plot, need to be extremely different Mm -hmm. come together? Like, Mm -hmm. they have to show their quirks and then make it, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a lot of ground to cover in eight episodes. Yeah, that's true. So, um, that's why I watched it. So, if we go back, um, what'd you give the pilot, if you had to rank it? Um, I would give it maybe, like, I I don't know. I'm kind of torn. I guess... Maybe like a six out of ten. Wasn't mm-hmm. my favorite. I was I would have liked 
to get both of their points of view. And maybe part of the problem was that the trailer was from her point of view. Mm-hmm. So I was very confused that then the pilot was from his point of view. Right. Like, I understand in hindsight, like, from a plot perspective, why it was he, because he was the one who found the book. But I was very confused the whole time. I was like, why is he talking? Like, why are we in his head? Um, but, you know, like, the premise was cute, and obviously you, like, knew where the story was going to go, but... Yeah, that just really threw me off. What about you? So I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. I, in my notes, when I was watching it, realized, like, I think they wanted to keep them 20 minutes, which I understand. Yeah. And, like, honestly, as a viewer, it was nicer to, like... Respect. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I've gotten, like, exhausted <laughs> for some of these, like, hour and 10-minute shows. But I do think that the first two episodes should be considered the pilot. Like, his yeah. introduction and, and then her hers. introduction. Because it's one day. Like, because they do uh-huh. it by the days. So um, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I don't think it's anything that's, you know, it was very Um, sweet. I found him to be, like you said, pretty interesting. mm -hmm. I have, like, a weird thing with him. Austin Abrams, I think is his name, where, like, I I can't decide if I think he's hot or creepy or... Because he's played so many different... I've talked about him on the podcast before. Like, he's Kat's boyfriend in Euphoria. Mm -hmm. And then he was, like, the terrible boyfriend that, like, made Kate fat in This Us. Like, he was, like, her emotional (laughs) relationship. And then this, so I'm like, I he's such like a good character actor to me that mm-hmm. like, I'm always intrigued by him. Like, I don't know if he's attractive or not. Like, I can't, I don't know. Right. Like, when he's on screen, I want to watch it. Well, so it's like an actor something. I like follow. Yeah. Right, right. Um, I thought the plot reminded me a lot of like a Christmas teen version of You've Got Mail and Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. Where it was like they were yeah. falling in love without actually seeing each other. Yeah, which is a little frustrating. Um, which was was frustrating except you like knew it was gonna pay off because of the yeah, joke. <laughs> right, you knew that they were never like gonna never like yeah, and because it was a if it would have been a movie, I would have been more irritated because like that's why Sleepless in Seattle is at my favorite of their it. movies because yeah, I'm you like, don't like it. Well, I, don't, I don't don't come at me Sleepless in Seattle fans. <laughs> it's just frustrating. It's like forty five minutes of build up for three minutes of talking. Yeah. Um, but while I was watching it today, do you think that Dash like binged? Riverdale and was like, I'm going to be Jughead Jones. Like, I'm a weirdo. I'm going to, like, yes. only read books that, like, no one else has read. Like, I'm going to have all of these, like, niche Truly. hobbies. Like, when his dad like, was like, don't drink the brand, like, whatever. Yeah. I was like, Maybe what? 18-year-old, 19-year-old drinks, like, hot, like, that type of liquor, like, at home by themselves. Right. Like, I was like, what are you doing? And, like, and in I a brandy think... glass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you even know what glass to put it with. I was like, maybe they're so rich that, like... The whole thing was very weird. Yeah, it truly was like he w- went to the Jughead Jones um, like character started, building school. Yeah, like, yeah. all he was missing was the beanie. Like, that yeah. is the only thing that I he I think was he missing. might have not said, I'm a weirdo, but it was implied. <laughs> it was definitely implied. Especially because his ex-girlfriend being, like, this beautiful, like, Spanish model. And then him, I was like, so he's weird. And, like, that's his character. <laughs> I mean, yeah, my favorite thing. Okay, but, like, my favorite thing is characters having to say that they're weird because, like, Nothing else in their life is weird. It And it even is sort of like a stretch, even. It's like, okay, you're weird only because your friends are super stereotypical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, Jughead's... Not, like, it's only in Jughead's reflection. Like, like, you take you away from your friend group and you're just, like, a normal white kid. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, 
Um, With, like, maybe some interesting interests. Like, like you're a gang leader and and you're dating your stepsister. Or you're dating your stepsister (laughs) or, like, you draw cartoons in your free time or something like that. I don't really know. Yeah, you, like, write memoirs, I guess, as a high schooler. Um, I did find, like, this quote from it that says, if you're looking for a reason to watch Dash and Lily, I'd say go for it. Netflix has made a really adorable show that feels perfect for the holidays. I think Collider said it best when they called it sugary, sweet, and charming AF. Mm-hmm. Um, in that same article, I guess I didn't pull it out, but they were talking about how um, it it's a fun escapist COVID movie or like TV yeah. show as well because even if it wasn't COVID times, New York is never this nice anyway. Hmm. Like they've created this like ideal idealistic version of like New York mm-hmm. in the Christmas like at although Christmas it did time. snow this year, which is so rare. Let's yeah, be but clear, like the everybody. cleanliness of. Yeah, yeah. of New York and like the ability to get to all of the places they were like it's escapism Gossip anyway yes. so it's like it's a perfect show to watch sure, now because sure. it's like you don't even want them mm-hmm. like it none of it makes sense anyway no none of it makes sense and well, like, honestly, like the fact that like no one else was at the strand like I've been to this like of course like my first time I was in New York like as an adult I was like well I don't care where anybody else goes but I want to go to the strand right. like that's my whatever and it took me forever to it's, even packed always so like even that version of it that like they had all of these things and all of her family members kind of like fell into place to help her throughout the way like it was just really good escapism if you can handle it being for sure literally like this cheesiest cheesiest sweetest like like yeah tooth uh giving you a toothache Uh it's so yeah also like again we didn't go to school in new york so maybe this is just how like all the kids who live in new york are they just are rich but yeah, you also have to just like sort of turn a blind eye to like the insane homes that all these people live in. Mm-hmm. Which what's weird about it is they didn't just like put them on every side. Like they weren't just like all like normal rich. Like I don't know where Lily's family lives, but it's this weird old house that like gotta be in like another borough that has a rooftop and also her their bedrooms are huge. Yeah, I was huge. like, is this Queens? Like I don't right. Know. Like maybe it's Queens. Maybe it's a story. Like I have no fucking idea. It has to be close to the Strand, I would assume. Okay, no. And she the did whole her little thing bubble. is a lie. And, okay, they do. Yeah, that's the thing. She draws the bubble in the East Village. Like, if the Strand is in her bubble, that is in the East Village. There's no way that giant-ass house is in the East Village. Yeah. Again, escapism. The whole thing. Escapism. Um, and it is possible, because I know it is a thing in New York, that, that just, like, your zoned, the place where you're zoned, is not necessarily where you go to school, right? Like, they apply. Yes. So it totally makes sense if, like, she was going to school in the East Village, but living in Queens. Right, as we all learned in Nice White Parents, there's about three schools for all these people (laughs) to send their kids to that Um, are good. But, like, I mean, obviously, we are not here to debate the realities or, like, you know, what they're, like, bullshitting. I mean, every New York movie does this, like, it's whatever. But, um, yeah, every time they were in another humongous home, I was like, Okay. <laughs> they did a good job of setting up his world as being really, really his wealthy. His world made sense. And like when I'm they like, took yeah, free party mm-hmm. and like yes, all of that, that stuff made and sense. running out the museum, I was like, okay, so he just like they're in the same social circle really loosely. Yeah. And that like his Which college is, friends know. were her middle school friends. You know yes. what I mean? Like it's not. I mean, I don't know. We don't really get on the road, but um, yeah. Yeah, and, and and in being in this, like I'm not saying that. Like obviously, I get it. If they are both rich. There was just, it's just like the size of the homes is wild for New York, and that's kind of it. I thought that when I saw her bedroom, I was like, that's bigger than my bedroom at my yes. parents' house in the suburbs. Like, it's huge. Humongous, <laughs> her house was so big. I also really liked her wallpaper and stuff. It was fun. Yeah. No, their house was really cute. I think their living room was huge. The whole thing. But, okay. 
So let's move off of um, New York real estate and yeah. hop over to the best bits or jokes it's from a mystery to everybody from the show. Do you have um, some written down? Yes, I have a couple written down. Okay, one is um, the Christmas lights make you look extra calculating. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one is I don't play Catan with liars, which like. If anybody's played Gitan, like, the joke is I, it ruins friendships. Yeah, <laughs> right? I've played it once. So the fact that they come out with, like, I don't play Gitan with liars is just, like, on par for, like, the aggression that that show, like, really, um, shows. Um, let me think. I have a couple. Okay, let's see. I have, like, all my notes, like, all jumbled together. Um, oh, I just, in all caps, wrote Bayridge, question mark, exclamation point. Nobody in UES would go unless she wanted to fuck him. Okay, so Bayridge is where the um, pie was. Oh, okay. And Bayridge is super fucking far away. <laughs> like, it's a hall. Like, you would not go unless you, like, really, really wanted to, like, like, you had to be really motivated, right? Well, also, do you think some of that could be, like, that he has a ton of wealth and it's the holidays and he has nothing to do? She went. Oh, the girlfriend went with him? No. The pie was Dash. Dash had to go eat the pie with the cheese on okay, top. Okay, I believe that he went, her going with him. That's what I was like. Yeah, the girlfriend. Or the ex-girlfriend. The, Sophia. Yeah, the, Sophia. Yeah, yeah. The Sophia. I was like, hmm, you wouldn't go. <laughs> um, And then... um. I said, Lily is clearly not a party girl. She's horrible at lying. In quotes, my dare is strip poker, not to be beaten by. Call your own Uber. Those are both things that Edgar said. <laughs> Which were just like, he's just like a baby bro. You know what I mean? He's the one that kissed her and then was like, like I'm going to call you an Uber. And then he's like, oh, fares are really high. And my dad's got me on a strict budge. I, I was like, fuck this guy. Because it's like, we were really sure how to feel about Edgar for like an episode ish. I mean, most of the time, I like, never really knew how to feel about him. There was the moment where she was like, you hurt my feelings. And he was like, yeah. Like, I was a child, too. And so no, that's I when know. we were. Oh. <laughs> we can talk about it now, I guess. No, no, no. We can talk about it later. Cut, you can cut that out. Um, but anyway, yeah, he was just a big douchebag. My dare is strip poker. Like, who even says that? Someone's <laughs> not a dare. Poker <laughs> I mean, right? With this, like, party of, like, girls in their cocktail dresses, like, the whole thing. It was just, like, so much. Um, but, yeah, those are, like, all the jokes I have, really. Um, okay. I do think the Jonas Brothers being in it was funny to me. Um, I said, I can't decide if they pay the Jonas Brothers or vice versa. The Jonas Brothers <laughs> or Nick produced it. Oh, which is okay, why he okay, had that, okay, like, okay. cameo where he, like, was in the tour bus. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which made me laugh because I was like, I'm so fucking tired of talking about Nick Jonas's love life. Oh, my God. I was like, how am I being attacked by Nick and Priyanka's relationship through a TV show? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is it going to hand? to like this his... was a safe place. <laughs> yeah, like... I, can't, I couldn't handle it. Like, I love the Jonas Brothers so much, and I was I really enjoyed that little concert. All caps. How did I get assaulted by Nick and Priyanka's relationship in a TV show? <laughs> Seriously, I don't know. It was... Our loyal listeners know that me and Maddie really cannot hear one more one more wisp of a word about Nick and Priyanka, um, because it's been over-publicized for the past several years, so... We've talked about them longer than they've been together, and I don't know how that's possible. Oh my god, they're unbelievable. But, um, anyway, that was funny. Um, Boomer was uh, my favorite character, and everything he had to say was funny. Yes. Okay. I'm so, going to go into mine. But that's it. So pretty much any time anybody had to interact with Dash, which I'm just going to say is a long running bit, and they were just so irritated by him. Like every <laughs> single one of her friends yeah. was like, I don't like that kid. The guy, like that, that he's a, like, 
Well, he's Prick. so rude yeah. to like, like when he beat up the mall Santa. Mm-hmm. The guy was like, "Here's your like thing," but I don't like him. Like he needs to be in therapy, honey. Um, Dash getting scared shitless when he walked into his dad's apartment with the alarm just made me laugh really hard because he like <laughs> thinks he's all cool and stuff, mm-hmm. and then the alarms like remind him that he's a child. Um, I love Lily attacking guys with words at the Strand, like just going up to them and like blatantly flirting. It it was so funny to me because it's something you think you would do in your head, but like nobody would act do when you're like what a fun place to meet someone the bookstore they also like the same I feel like Lily not all the time but in that moment she was explaining that I was like I feel like Maddie would say this <laughs> not necessarily do it but like yeah. have the conversation like oh my gosh I would like love to meet my boyfriend at a library or like whatever yeah, 100%. and I'd be like sure <laughs> I just would go to the place and then just stand by my favorite book and then tell them like all about it like when I was watching it I was like this isn't gonna work but I see why she's doing it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I mean you know you're like a 16 year old you're like um, the, Manifest, girl. The bit about Boomer staying in touch with the mall Santa and, like, realizing yeah. that he was a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever. Being actually true. Yeah. Okay, that actually was, that was very funny. They did get some things right. But, in very New York, it seems. Yeah, yeah, very New York. The, the, um, Boomer trying to distract the Santa's helper by saying, have I seen you in something? Because you know that he's, like, an out-of-work actor mm-hmm. is, like, so funny. <laughs> Yeah, I loved it. And then they just, like, stayed in touch. Like, he put yeah. his picture up on the wall. Like, Boomer was just such a great guy. Yeah. Um, Lily's, like, rant about how Grandma got run over by a reindeer is the saddest Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Made me laugh. Um, Dash making mochi with the Japanese grandmas and then, like, not caring about him at all they and him getting care. being so proud. Um, this is just a quote, but when they were talking about how she was, like, I, they were at the Christmas party and it was her and Dash were talking, but they didn't know that they were Lily yeah. and Dash. And they were talking, and he was like, she was like, I just feel so bad for sweaters. They, like, ugly, like, sweaters shouldn't be called ugly. Yeah. And she, he was like, well, then your sweater's conventionally unattractive. Or uh-huh. And then she was like, and your pants are beautiful on the inside. And then she, like, registered what she said. It was like, I mean, not that I, I mean, no, like, not that I know, whatever. But I was like, way to go, Lily. Um, Lily thinking that old friends mean a friend in a nursing home and not an ex-girlfriend. Whatever he wrote in the thing, like, I have an old friend in town. And she's like, oh, in the nursing home. And her bo- her brother was like, no. No. no that means ex-girlfriend. Why would it be that? <laughs> yeah, like, why would it be? It's just because she would do that. Right. Um, and then when Lily screams at Langston for breaking up with Benny because Benny was going to Puerto Rico for two weeks oh on a vacation. Oh and God. he couldn't handle long distance. Long distance. The side characters really make mm-hmm. the show. Yeah, they help a lot. Um. So, moving right along from funny to sad, as we always do, did you have a heartbreak seat? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I, I did not care that much about these teens. Um, it was interesting, though, that when they go to the slam poetry, um, does Lily show up drunk to that? No, I think she's just... No, she's only j- drunk um, at the end, and okay. the, at the bar. Okay, so I guess she's not drunk. She's but just she's pissed mad. because yeah. that's when she found out they're going to Fiji, and everybody lied to her. Like okay. her whole family lied to her. Right, right, right. Her parents are going to Fiji, so like they're gonna move. Allah, Mrs. Maisel mm-hmm. shows up at a slam poetry place and just takes the mic mm-hmm. and does her whole rant about. How this guy that she's now on a like her parents are moving to Fiji and everything's out of her control and this guy that she's on a date with like is actually her bully and like blah 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 and he had no idea how much like what he said hurt her when she was twelve and like da 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 
I thought it was like like really interesting that they had him say like, "Well, I was twelve too." Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I was also stupid. Yeah, like I didn't. Like, know. I don't know what I was doing. Like I was just trying to be cool too. Right. Yeah. Like yeah, I yeah. didn't know that calling you weird would like ruin your whole life <laughs> or define your whole life. I guess really. Right, and it it is such an accurate depic- depiction of like a middle school. Yes. Someone like being flippant because like that's when a part of my heartbreak scene is when they. She makes all the bracelets and, like, sees them all on the mm-hmm. ground and nobody took it. But it's, like, they – nobody realizes that everybody in middle school is trying to be cool. Mm-hmm. They just, like, are different right. versions of cool. Yes. And, like, she – I mean, they're all still too close to it to realize mm-hmm. it even. Like, it's not like middle school was, like, that long ago for any of these kids. Um, but, um, yeah, that was sad. And, like, some of the stuff with her family, I guess, was – like, I felt more, like – not bad, but, you know, her family dynamic situation for some reason, I don't know, I felt more, like, I felt worse like for the grandfather, her than Like, the I grandfather felt... and the aunt's relationship being so strained. Yeah, like, the strain like... in their family, and, like, even, yeah. like, her and her brother, like, her brother's, you know, sometimes being there for her, but sometimes being totally unavailable, and um, the whole thing with her parents, like, not telling her about moving, and... Her trying to, like, like, navigate her, like, family, all the various family relationships, Mm -hmm. Um, especially towards the back half of the show. For some reason, I just, like, cared more about than Dash's parents both, like, not caring where he was. Like, obviously, that was also sad. I just cared less. I cared less that his dad came in town with some new blonde girl and, you know, Dash's feelings were hurt once again. Um, Although it was sweet that the, like, he was able to, like, actually, you know, be like, oh, well, yeah, I don't really like baseball, but, like, I like to go into the bookstore. Mm-hmm. And the dad was like, oh. Yeah, like, I didn't know that. Like, thanks for telling right. me. Because Dash had spent so much time. Yeah, yeah. Focus on the fact that his and... dad wanted him to like sports and he didn't. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, well, if you just tell your dad why you like the thing you like, well, then maybe. Anyway, it was, like, a mature thing to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Which, yeah, we don't always get with, like, teen yeah, teen was, parent, you know, interactions. I think the finale is when I was like, wait, ha- actually, I have no clue how old they are because I thought they were freshmen or sophomores in college. Oh, I thought they were seniors in high school. I think they had to have been seniors in high school because I was like, why is she moving? Like, can't she can just stay? Mm-hmm. And then when it was decided, of or course, the finale that they could, she could stay in New York mm-hmm. with her grandfather and Aunt Lillian or Aunt ba- Basil E. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, she's still in high school. <laughs> I think it was maybe just right. that he was drinking brandy. <laughs> The first episode. And, like, all of those things. Um, so, mine... I love seeing all the emotion when Dash read Joni's The River at the beginning of the... <laughs> literally the first scene with him. Um, but then it was, like, you know, undercut by, like, an extremely funny moment of the guy being, like, shut up, I'm saving you from embarrassment. Um, I mentioned the thing about the bracelets. But my biggest heartbreak scene was them in the back of the taxi when lo- she's drunk and she's like, it would have never worked bef- between us. I hate that notebook. Everything you liked about it was what my brother wrote. Like, we, like, Boomer said that you would be nicer. And you could just see Dash being like, what? What? One, you know Boomer. And two, like, that's, like, probably the thing that hurt him the most mm-hmm. is that, like, he had somehow death and let them bolt out. And then he went and saw that Coalition fake Pixar movie alone about the, like, yeah. whatever. Anyway, that to me was really sad. And then I did have a swoon, like, a swoon moment where okay. I was like, shit, I do like this one. In episode three, when she goes to the Hanukkah, the underground Jewish rock <laughs> band, mm-hmm. and she has, like, a panic attack and, like, goes in the bathroom, 
and looks up yeah. at the mirror and oh, he had written really sweet. get back get out back there out lily there. Yeah. i was like oh, i love him that was really sweet yeah um but when did you like why did you stick with it what was your turning point i mean i liked their little game i guess that at least got me like through the first few episodes mm-hmm. um you know we want to see what happens when they do meet mm-hmm. uh, what about you that was same. Mine was the beginning of the Dare book, and like how into it he got, because you could tell by the voiceover that she was like cheery and mm-hmm. obviously had planted the book, so she was gonna care. Right. But when he also mm-hmm. seemed to be like, "Oh, like this girl wants to play, like this will be fun," I was like, "Okay, like mm-hmm. both of them are yes. are game for it." So that was I was hooked at that moment. Yeah. And then this doesn't really fit anywhere in it because it's not like a joke or a bit or sad or anything, but um, they have that side by side shot of them singing the fairy tale of New York. Christmas song and they're both singing and it's just a perfect in my opinion representation of their relationship because it's a Christmas song but like it's not super cheery like the Mm -hmm. lyrics are about a guy who like gets thrown in a drunk tank and all this stuff which is like what Josh would like but then for Lily it's like this upbeat Christmas song that sounds really cheery so when I was watching it I was like it's it like I don't know it's upbeat but not cheery which is I think their relationship yeah yeah so if we want to pop into the best and worst B plots um, what do you got for us? Um, so I, um, really, at the very beginning, so the whole dynamic of the entire C-plot, I guess, really, of Dash's friends, I thought was really funny and, like, generally, like, pretty accurate. I mean, obviously, I'm not a teen in New York, but the whole thing seemed pretty accurate. Him being excluded from the friend group as soon as he broke up with Sophia, I was like, that is so accurate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, especially since he and her friend hated each other. Right, right, I'm right. Like, oh, yeah, he's never going to invite you another fucking And she's, again. like, in charge of it because she's definitely the, like, <laughs> richest one with, the, like, all this mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, so that was hilarious. Um, the... I, even though I was kind of always a little bit confused by Dash and Sophia's relationship, I feel like I, I mean, obviously, I don't know, but I would have liked them to have explained a little bit more about that a little bit sooner. Like, I kept just thinking, like, how seriously did they really date? Like, how long did this go on for? Like, yeah. it, it was just, and it was sort of left us, like, they left us in this, like, weird in-between of, like, well, they haven't really said anything, so I guess it was important. But, like, it was, I don't know. Yeah, they did the, like, very beginning where he was like, I used to have someone to do Christmas Mm -hmm. with. And then, but it was the scene where she was telling him that she was leaving. Right. Well, even, even like, I don't know, they get to the end, I don't know, the whole thing, I was still like, what? You guys are kids. Like, did you date since middle school? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it didn't exactly line up when you think about the logistics of, like, her entire friends, like, kicking him out of the group. Mm -hmm. Granted, she moved. So, like... I don't really understand, like, if I didn't really like my friend's boyfriend and then she, they broke up and she left the city if I would, like, still want to include them. But, um, it, it didn't make sense that when she came back that she was so pro-helping him find Lily. Right. Like, that part of it was, like, yeah. okay, you either, like, no. were really, really serious. Right. Which I would understand and for yeah, them, yeah, yeah. you know, thinking that was, like. For sure. The end. But then it was, she was so quick to, like. Like right. You've changed for the better. Right. I'll help you find yeah, it. I'm on board now. Let's be friends. Yeah, that part was really bizarre. Um, like I said, I loved all of Boomer's stuff. Um, as soon as I saw her with the hot glue gun getting ready for that Christmas party, I was like, oh no. Mm-hmm. Like, she's going to do the thing. And, like, her, 
And what's also interesting was like her outfit could have been cool. Mm-hmm. Like she did have cool outfits in other scenes, which was like what she wore to that Hanukkah party was like cool, cool blue. and but it it was actually just really bad. And um, I thought it was kind of funny that it was a tree when she lifted her arms up. Yeah, that was cute. Um, but, but it wasn't like for the it wasn't the right venue to wear a no tree shirt. No, um, I guess if, as a lifelong New Yorker, I would have looked at the address and been like, "No, I'm not going to wear a sweater here." Right. I'll wear a dress. I'll wear a dress. Um, also, I guess like, she just wanted to be weird and like, I mean, it was like important for the plot for him to see her compared yeah, to all those girls. Yeah, and no, blah, blah, blah. No. Of course it had to be there for the plot, but I was just like, that glue got on. I was like, no, girl. Um, although, speaking of that whole situation, I wish You I... did wear balls, like like the most annoying outfit ever. Jingle balls? Jingle balls on your shoes to a party one year. So like, Oh, yeah, no, no, no. You I pulled out a glue gun. Lot of, I, I pulled out a glue gun earlier today, like... To make a Christmas headband. Where is it? There it is. Yep, I can see it. It's pretty ridiculous, and it's really ugly, but I'm also not trying to fit in with a bunch of, like, 17-year-old Jubbery <laughs> Siders. Truly, truly. <laughs> uh, my friends are average Jubbery Siders. Every time um, I think of you with those Jingle Ball shoes on, I, like, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, if you guys ever want to have a really fun night, um, <laughs> tie Jingle Bells to your laces, um, and then annoy the shit out of all your friends all night while you, like... Jingle, 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 jingle around. And you can, like, even pick up one foot. Like, jingle, jingle, jingle. It's very fun. And all your friends and other bar patrons when the world opens back up. That's easy. Um, But I wish I was even remotely convinced that Edgar was, like, a real option. Like, I wish they wouldn't have made him such a douchebag because I'm like, well, this is obviously never going to happen. I wonder if... If there was more t- time, yeah, I if think they more time would have helped. Done it, but yeah, I agree. There was no part of it. So my guess isn't like, and, and that's the thing. It was like Dash's alternative of like getting back together with the girlfriend seemed very realistic, mm-hmm. whereas hers didn't at all. So I mean, I'm glad they gave her one, I guess. But I was like, we're just like absolutely killing time with this, like, bro. Yeah, but it was only one episode. But I completely agree. There was no. I mean, I was surprised he even came back, um, like, resurfaced. Um, also, Truth or Dare is a fictional party game invented by TV writers. Yeah, I've never played Truth or Dare. No. I mean, like, I have, but, like, again, I think it happens because it's been written into teen dramas. And it also Like, not works. because anybody and ever actually likes the game. No, and I think it truly... I mean, I guess I've, I've played it, like, as a child. But I think Truth or Dare really works best when you have them all in, like, a hat. Because mm-hmm. it's like, it's equally as hard to be the person thinking You've of the targeted. truth or the dare. Yes. Like, it's, unless you are in, like, a teen movie where you're like, I'm going to say something <laughs> pointed. Like, like I think they did right. it in One Tree Hill where they were like, dare, then make out with Lucas. Oh like, God. Brooke, like, was trying to prove mm-hmm. that Peyton and Lucas liked each other. But I was like, that dare would only work because you're trying to be it's a bitch. Plot point. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's used to, like, move plot around. No. And then when sure. we try to play in our real lives, it, like, doesn't work. No, it's boring. Or you, like, offend someone. Right, you offend somebody where it's, like, uncomfortable. Just like um, Never Have I Ever is also, um, I think, a fake game invented by TV writers. Mm-hmm. But um, I have either witnessed a, a version of this game or maybe seen it on TV, but I think I actually watched it one time where it was a group of friends who were able to like shame each other with Never Have I Ever, which was fun. I like, they like were his... also having fun. You know, you're like, never have I ever, um, 
accidentally got on the back of a motorcycle of my best friend's half brother, and then like we ended up in a barn, like, <laughs> like something yeah, like, really calling like, like specific. some specific person out, <laughs> like in good fun. But again, I think these games are all made up by TV writers. Like, who yeah. actually plays them? I feel like there was like a point in college where Never Have I Ever was like a big like drinking game that we mm-hmm. did. Yeah, it was an so drinking game for which sure. Was fine. I mean, like it was fine. I was a freshman in college playing with seniors, so like. Who cares? Also, of though, I, gonna I also had to them. laugh when it was her turn for Truth or Dare, and she couldn't just lie. I'm like, you're not a party girl. I've like, never, you're yeah. not a party girl because you are not around people who make you feel uncomfortable. So you're not used to lying, right? Because like, right, because yeah, she hangs. That's out. the alternative, right? Right, because you guys, she could have easily just been like in the back of a taxi next. Ooh, no, for like, sure. You're in right. New York, if she like, ever <laughs> had to been like in a situation where you feel like you have to, which is. A little bit weird too because she did feel like she was not cool but she was so far removed like she wasn't like on the edge of a popular girl group right like she wasn't a minion like a Blair they minion mean situation. To her. yeah no like, no they weren't mean to her as welcome but to I her. think if you were in that type of situation where you were like a borderline like where you felt like you were like on the edge of a group you would constantly feel the need to prove yourself and or go into her like being comfortable with like casually lying, yeah, about yes, stuff like, like you said, like a Jimmy, Jenny Humphrey. Of- <laughs> yeah, like yes, and Jenny Humphrey. She started the show for about lying, ended it. Best liar in the game. Literally like, lost her identity to try fast and then <laughs> and then was like, Bye-bye. and apparently knew her brother was gossip girl the whole time. So <laughs> apparently, um, but Spoiler yeah, I that, thought I that was interesting. Um, <laughs> but it just made me laugh. I'm like, oh, sweet girl. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. Like, if you would have told just me lie. 2020 would spend, I would spend so much time thinking slash talking about Gossip Girl. <laughs> I know. I would have thought you were joking. Um, and then the last thing I have is just like a general snaps to um, the casting department for like l- casting a loosely accurate set of teens, mm-hmm. right? Like all of these kids looked like kids. They weren't 28 year olds playing 17-year-olds Riverdale. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, were they all beautiful? Yeah, but, like, also they kind of looked like awkward, like, 19-year-olds maybe, or, like, 20-year-olds. Like, I don't, I didn't get the sense that they were, like, they seemed loosely accurate to me, which is a step in the right direction. Yeah, like, at oldest, I thought they were 20. Right, yeah. And sure. that's what I was like, are they in college or high school? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, shit, if they have that much money, there's a chance that some of them are home for college and the others are, like, they sure. were, like, seniors and their friends are freshmen. Um, oh, I forgot to mention um, my favorite character, the rich auntie, who, like, yes. is who I aspire to be in literally every single way. Like, every single way. Down to the red majorette boots she had from some kind of fucking Broadway costume department. That were Amazing. Her apartment was iconic. Her whole role in the whole show was so great. I loved her. And I'm like, great, I can just be you and be done. Because <laughs> she was a queen. Um, that's it. All right. I'm going to take. I'm gonna say some. So um, I thought all of the friendships on the show were great. And we kind of talked about this a little bit. Like, we're not supposed to love the ex-girlfriend or Edgar or whatever. But they weren't that bad. No, nope, they were fine. Um, I thought all of the ways they introduced characters were very smart and like every single character on the show had a purpose. Yeah. Like, but not in an obnoxious, like I'm here to move the plot along way. But like mm-hmm. when I was looking back on my notes, I was like, oh, there was no random person really that like didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Boomer helping Lily. Like I really liked Boomer and Lily's friendship. Obviously Boomer it. and Dash's too, but him keeping the mystery of the dare boat going and like helping keep mm-hmm. Dash like on the right path was great. 
Langston and Billy helping Benny helping Lily and making her sound snarky and jaded because Langston wrote all of it there's made mm-hmm. me laugh. Um, Lily finally letting loose and like dancing like an idiot and having a great time at that. I liked the little Hanukkah B plot. Mm-hmm. Um, the entire community of New York pulling this off. <laughs> Just like everyone being okay with it. Um, the Cinderella B plot and, and how it helped reconnect Miss Basilie and the grandfather. The aunt was lovely and weird. Mm-hmm. The reveal that Edgar knows Dash and they're all going to a Christmas party together was great. Yeah, that seemed very New York to me. Yeah, and the honestly. anticipation of them being in the same social circle, but they probably would have never met. Like, yeah, that no, there was a way for them to have met, but they didn't. Uh, the Jonas Brothers showing up. <laughs> yep. And then them getting locked in the strand. I was like, tr- like cheesy as fuck. I'm so happy yes. it happened. Yeah, that was so cute. And then I had a worst, and it's not a real worst. Um, I just didn't love that the family not telling them that they were going to Fiji to see if they could move there. Like, the lie made it seem like she was younger than she was, and then that wouldn't make her mesh with right. with Dash. So, like, I thought that that was probably the weakest character. Like, yeah. they needed the parents to be gone. They needed her to be lonely and mm-hmm. all this stuff. But I wish they, like, could have gone somewhere else. And maybe not Also, Fiji. it was so dramatic. Yeah. Like, it literally could have been Boston. Yeah. <laughs> like, it didn't have to be, like... For, it just seemed like really... Or even L.A. would have probably been really realistic. SF. Yeah. And then I... My second thought was I just loved her getting drunk I mean, off of pepperoni I mean, if you ask me, shops. Jersey City, far enough away. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn seems long distance. And I can't do an international relationship. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. surprise it's us again this is just a quick reminder for you guys to make sure you are subscribed to the pod on itunes or on spotify or wherever you get your podcasts it really helps us um, with our audience and it really helps you make sure you don't miss an episode as these do drop on tuesdays weekly Second thing is actual exciting news. We are doing a little giveaway of sorts. If you go and give us a review on iTunes, then screenshot the review and email it to us at singlebestscene at gmail.com, we will send you a very special Single Best Scene sticker. So get those reviews in and we will get you a sticker and that's it thanks all right and we're back perfect all right so if you want to jump into some stats yes all right who was your favorite character favorite character was the crazy auntie Mm -hmm. aforementioned Uh, my favorite relationship was i think I think actually it was Boomer and Lily. Mm-hmm. Loved that. Um, I think my favorite episode was episode three, the Hanukkah episode. Mm-hmm. Loved that. And um, that's it. That's it. Right, it's only one season. Yeah. Um. So my favorite character, I think, is Boomer or Langston. I I thought all of the side characters mm-hmm. were <laughs> lovely. <laughs> like they were just really well written. Uh, my favorite relationship was Dash and Boomer, or Boomer and Lily, or just, like, Boomer with, like, literally anybody he uh-huh. talked to. Big fan of his. And my favorite episode was episode seven, the Christmas, where they finally, like, finally interact after the Christmas Eve party, but, like, it's, you know, the dissolution, the, all that stuff, they uh-huh. fall apart. I really liked that episode. 
Um, right now, the thing that people allegedly tune in for, mm-hmm. single best scene. Okay, so I think the single best scene was actually in that episode when Edgar finally kisses her. Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, she's drunk, which I don't really know how I feel about that part of the plot because it seemed kind of random to throw that in. It seemed random, except I don't think she would have been that bold unless she was drunk, and I think that's why they made it be in a public setting during the day. To like make, make it like he was a Navy and a manager. Yes, to make it seem like it was truly like a hundred percent her decision, and she yeah. wasn't so drunk that she like. I mean, but she was so mad she got up on stage. Those were two different nights. No, I know. It was like her doing something dramatic. Yes, that's really what I'm. Yes, she. Um, but I think that's what kind of what the underlying um, it, like thing for her was that sure. she. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. Keeps all of her. Um, She's a very surface level person and then yeah. explodes, whereas he's the opposite. <laughs> yeah. But I just love that finally, like, she gets the cast, it's him, and then Dash comes in and he's got the book and now. just the whole end, then the like backtrack of then what happened to him to get there. Yeah. It was just so like it was very well done, I thought. For a show that's so kind of cheesy and whatever and mm-hmm. not great, right? Like, it's five stars and also only one star. <laughs> the way they tell the story, like, the plot, like, I mean, I've talked about it a lot, but, like, mm-hmm. the way they were able to, like, show it from her point of view and then go back and show it from his yeah. and it not be annoying or feel like we're watching two things, mm-hmm. they did a really good job with, like, just the cinematography and, like, the yeah. direction of the show. What is your single best scene? My single best scene is from episode six at the Christmas Eve at that party when they meet at the party and they don't know that they're talking to each other mm-hmm. and they make fun of the other people at the party that happen to be the two people they came with Whoa. Um, to kind of see that they would actually get along in the real world. They quote books to each other and then it's interrupted by Edgar and Sophia and they both like are like, oh shit, I made fun of your boyfriend and girlfriend, vice versa. Mm-hmm. And um, then they suggest, you know, that's when they started playing Truth or Dare and that's when my scene ended. But I also and did love <laughs> the, when he's like, I'm Dash, and she's like, okay, cute, or whatever. And then uh-huh. she goes home to Aunt Basil E and he's, like, had left the book for her or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she had said Dash, like, oops, not meant to be a pun. And she was like, wait. And then she realizes that his clue to her was mm-hmm. that his name was a con- kind of connector, connector of words. words. So I liked how that, like, kind of, yeah. she realized it was him before yes, yes, he, yes. Told, he her told her that it was him. Yeah. All right, um, so before we go into our recommendation of the week, I thought it would be fun. Also, a little bit of news. Um, Netflix hasn't renewed the series yet, but the creators are already thinking of ways to continue Dash and Lily's dreamy winter romances. Speaking to Decider, showrunner Joe Trezik said, Season 2 is never far from my mind. I love these characters. I don't really think we'll get a Season 2. I don't think we need one, but it is not um, completely off the table yet. So I thought it would be fun to do a quick little round of Christmas episode special. So I will read you an episode special, and you can let our listeners know if you've... These are all shows that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Let them know if you've seen it, and if you have seen it, would you recommend it? Okay. If you haven't seen it, and I will say whether I recommend yes. it or not. Okay. So the first one is... And these are in a, a random pulled from the internet order, so they're not in my order, but the last one is ranked number one on the list of 100. So yes. um, The first one, I know you haven't seen, so it's a bummer that we're starting with this one. It's from Roswell, a Roswell Christmas Carol. It's from season two, episode ten. You have not seen Roswell, have nope. you? I have seen it. It's not one you can just watch. Like uh-huh. you'd have to watch the whole show. Sure. It's a good episode, but only to rewatch, not to like just <laughs> pick up and do your first one. 
Okay, Friends, the one with the holiday armadillo, season seven, episode ten. I mean, I love Friends, so sure. Sure. Do you remember? Would you recommend this one episode to watch? I don't remember what happened. An armadillo. That's the one where Ross can't rent a Santa costume because there's none left, and so he gets a holiday armadillo and like tries to tell Ben it's the holiday armadillo. That's all I remember from it. I didn't watch a ton. I ten is the season. I don't. I it's season I watched... seven. This is season seven. Season seven, episode ten. Oh. It says Friends has. Mm. This is the description from the website. Friends has more than just Thanksgiving episodes. If you can make it through the holiday armadillo's Hanukkah lesson all the way to Superman's arrival without once dissolving into a pile of Christmas giggles, you're stronger stronger than we are. I mean, I love Friends, so yeah, sure. Great. I'll one. still say yes on it. Um, Blindly. Chuck versus Santa Claus from Chuck, season two, episode 11. You didn't watch Chuck. Um, it's another one like Roswell. It's a great episode, but you kind of have to go from the beginning. Parks and Rec, Citizen Nope, season four, episode 10. It's no secret that in the world of parks and recreation that Pawnee's most ambitious citizen, Leslie Nope, is an absolute amazing gift giver. You might think you've got this year's Christmas present sorted out, but one of but look at one of Leslie's assembled gifts and you'd be weeping. Hence the Citizen Nope episode puts a festive spin on her generosity by allowing the rest of the gang to pay it forward. While Leslie off work following a sex scandal incident and desperate to be involved in local government in some way, she starts a citizen action group. The park committee of Pawnee or PCP, because like a drug, we're so fast-acting and powerful, we should be legal. She also loses the two staff members helping her campaign for city council, while it all seems doomed and gloop for Nope. Her friends rally around her and make her the best gift ever and give themselves her themselves as new workers. There won't be a dry eye on the couch for this one. Funny as heck and gives you all the feels. Yeah, I remember that one. I liked that. I remember I'm that sorry. one, too, but I had to read the whole thing because I couldn't remember yeah. it until I started. PCP thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the next one on the list of, um, shows for, that people recommended, Veronica Mars and Eccles Family Christmas, season one, episode 10. I mean, it's been like 15 years since I watched this. Yeah. I can't remember. I mean, I think a common theme in all of these, um, is if it's a drama, you, it can't just, you need to watch the whole thing. But this is one of my favorite episodes of Veronica Mars because it's when she investigates the guy's poker they like can't figure out who stole the money in a poker mm. tournament and it's the first time that veronica and logan really interact mm-hmm. in a way that's not like just really rude so <laughs> i'm a big fan of that one um the next one is from 30 rock luda christmas season two episode nine have you seen Which? 30 rock no i have not seen it i am only on season four now right you're on a kick yeah i'm on a kick i would recommend it it's very funny so yeah and then we're almost done guys don't you worry Community, Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas, Season 2, Episode 11. It's all... I haven't seen it, but you like Community a lot. Yes, I do. I love it. It's annoying. Um, my This one's all stop action, which when it started, I texted our friends, Brittany and Reed, and I was like, why the fuck am I watching this show? Like, I don't get it yet. <laughs> and then by the end of it, I was like, I think I'm crying. Like, it was like, That's it like was so time. well done. And I was like, okay, this show's going to be really weird, but also like the payoff's really big. Sure. Um, the next one is Gilmore Girls, A Bracebridge Dinner from Season 2, Episode 10. That's the one where they all do that, like, themed dinner in Stars Hollow and Emily and Richard show up. Um, I don't necessarily... It's, like, just snowy. I don't really <laughs> think of this as a big Christmas episode, but it was on the list. So... I mean, I don't have a strong memory of it. I would honestly skip it, but I hate Jess. So, if you like Jess, Maybe give this one a try. Yeah, it's for you. Um, the next one, the next three, I, like, had, could highly recommend... Okay. Um, the Mindy Projects, A Christmas Party Sex Trap, Season 2, Episode 11. This is the one where Danny is Mindy's secret Santa, and he gives yes. her a dance. Yeah. 
<laughs> which I think is the first time that I was like, obviously like I was shipping them and wanting them together, but I think that was the first time that I saw Christmas Cena and was like, I want to date you. Uh-huh. Like it like totally changed. I was like, Danny's hot. <laughs> How did you feel about the... I mean, yeah, I, I still like the Mindy Project season two, so yes, I enjoyed it. It was awesome then. to see him dance and her jaw dropping. Yes. Amazing. Relatable. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one is Downton Abbey, Christmas at Downton Abbey. Ugh, yeah, love Downton Abbey. I love Downton Abbey, and every time I think about it, I think of Patrick's apology to David in Schitt's Creek when he says that's the most beautiful thing I've heard outside of a Downton Abbey Christmas <laughs> special. Yes. So if you want all David of the... said it best. If you want all of the feels this holiday season... Mm-hmm. Watch it because it also is like kind of like a movie. It's not super yeah. whatever. Yeah, you can just watch it. Um, the OC, the best Christmaca ever, season one, episode thirteen. Watch I know it kills me every time, but this is where the beginning of uh, Christmaca comes mm-hmm. from, and also it's yeah. a very funny episode. I think you could probably watch it. I think that. I've seen it. Yeah, it's. I was gonna say I don't think you really yeah. need a, a ton of context. Um, the next one is The West Wing, an Exilius Deo, season one, episode ten. As the president leaves the White House to do some Christmas shopping, Toby finds out about a war hero who died alone, and a persistent reporter begins to win over CJ for a date. Yeah, I remember all of this, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched the show in like five years, but, um, yeah, it's, I mean, the West Wing is always like in the feels, right? Like, that's like right. so their thing. Like, I mean, yeah. You could probably watch it and not watch anything else. I mean, the show is, um, like, it's a drama, but also it's kind of self-contained, the episodes. Like, it's a little more procedural than most dramas, I think. I agree, and I know I've said this on the podcast, so apologies to our loyal listeners who listen to it every week, but there was an interview that Amy Sherman-Palladino did where she talked about how TV writers in the 2000s were told, like, make sure viewers could tune into one episode and then take like six weeks off and tune into another so they were essentially told to make it so that they didn't there wasn't a ton of continuation Mm -hmm. and story which kind of makes sense when you think of shows like the west wing like they're Mm -hmm. all really really great episodes but like i think that the cj date was danny i'm assuming it was and he's only in he's not in a ton a ton at the beginning because like i remember being like so excited for some romance on that Mm -hmm. show and then he disappeared for like (laughs) episodes like i was like are they still dating yeah, I know. It was... I was so confused. And then, like... Like, the F plot of the show. Yeah, like, <laughs> truly, they didn't give... But also, it makes sense, because that's the one thing, relationships, that you have to... Yeah. ...write about. Week, like, that's yeah. the more... Whatever, whereas, like, the political stuff that comes up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, according to... And I'm not saying this is a reliable news source, and I also don't know if you've even seen this. But for listeners who might want to go back and watch something that's a little bit more... Um, oh, in the Seinfeld Festivus. I would be remiss if we didn't talk about mm-hmm. the Festivus for the rest of us. But the number one rated Christmas episode, according to Den of Geek, so reliable, Reliable. it's essentially variety, is the episode from Frasier, Miracle on 3rd or 4th Street, season 1, episode 12. Have you ever watched Frasier? No. Is it in the same world as Seinfeld? Yeah. Okay, I started Seinfeld during the pandemic. Um, I'm only a couple episodes in. I don't know. I'm not sure. I like Frasier is a spinoff from Cheers. I like Frasier better than Cheers. I've seen this episode. It's very good. But it was shocking to me that that was number one on the list because I for sure thought it was going to be like the Seinfeld Festivus or like a true Down like Downton Abbey like, or whatever. Because like right. on this or list, which I didn't pull them all out because I didn't want to like bore Well, I'm surprised for... the Shit's Creek Christmas episode wasn't mm-hmm. on here. I think this might have been done in 2019. 
the show? Oh, uh, but the it no true. That's true. I don't know. It was it wasn't on there. It was like the hundred best. But they had like the Mary Tyler Moore show, Dick Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. Like they had like some older yeah. ones. Um, but I was surprised that Fraser, according to this right. random this you know. person, um, yeah, I really like that episode of Shit's Creek. I love seeing them when they're rich. Yeah, it was. I didn't. I think I was a little disappointed by it just because it was such a bottle. Yeah, episode it really and it didn't. It also was like we spent four years seeing them be like this tight knit family that it was kind of being like seeing them not like each other. I was like, huh. I loved it. I didn't love it because I was like, I love these well, people to like, love each other. Yes, a hundred percent. But I was watching it like I would watch that one live, mm-hmm. so I remember being like, I have to wait six more months for them mm-hmm. to like each other. Mm-hmm. But it was a good one, and I that might be a really good one to go back and rewatch. Yeah. And I will say just to kind of finish off our our conversation about Dash and Lily before we go into our recommendations is. This is a great one to watch if you're home for the holidays with your family and you're not, and it's, like, something you want to have on the TV and, like, in the living room and you're not really paying attention. There's, like, literally nothing offensive yeah. in the whole show. So yeah. it's definitely one that you could, like, put on and mm-hmm. with a grandparent in the room and, like, not yeah, yeah. have an issue. So, Sophie, for what sure. is your recommendation for this week's episode? My recommendation this week? Hold on. Do you want to say that again? <laughs> My recommendation this week is the tea that me and Nadia are drinking. Yes. It is um excuse me. It is the holiday spiced black tea from Irony and Sons, which is a New York based tea company that I love. Um but they mainly it's like expensive compared to like Trader Joe's or whatever but it's not ridiculous and they do free shipping usually so you're like okay a box of tea is like eight dollars like yeah sure send it to me right um and so it's like their little seasonal holiday blend and it's very yummy I yeah and Sophie described it perfectly it smells like a candle but it tastes like delicious tea like it doesn't taste right. like when I was when you handed it to me I was like ooh, this smell like this is gonna be real strong <laughs> like a, an aggressive tea uh-huh. and then I took a sip and I was like oh it's just like a really nice black it's tea. just tea right it doesn't taste like you're drinking a candle which is awful. what it smells like or it's like too yeah. sweet like some holiday teas I think are too sweet no it just um, kind of tastes like an infused black tea which is what it is but yeah. like it actually tastes like <laughs> actually that's what it tastes like um, what is your recommendation? So with a shocking turn of events, and hopefully this is the last time I talk about community on the podcast. It will be. But I know. My recommendation is the Community Christmas episode from season three, episode, it's season three, episode 10, Regional Holiday Musical. They, it's Taryn Killam, plays mm. a Glee Club teacher, and the Glee Club has been oh God, previously off screen, like not something sure. we saw, died in a bus crash, and they need no. people to fill into the Glee Club to go to regionals. Oh my god. And it's just the entire episode is making fun of the TV show Glee, where they're like, not liking Glee Club doesn't make you a bully, this is reverse bullying, which is like what Glee, like, <laughs> so the whole episode's real meta, and they're like, what's regionals? Because like, yeah. they're always like going yeah. to regionals, we're like, what are regionals? Uh-huh. Um, it's a very funny episode, you don't have to have any context to community at all to watch it, but... Um, I have probably watched it three times since I watched the the show just like on its own, so yeah, that would definitely be my and it's a Christmas themed TV yeah. episode. So trying to do what Sophie does and stay a little bit on theme. <laughs> all right, well that was all. We hope everybody has a happy holidays, yes. uh, Merry Christmas if that's what you're celebrating. I hope you had a happy Hanukkah if that was what you're celebrating. But and all of the other holidays. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. We will see you guys next, next week. week. It's our last 
episode of the year and last episode of our season. Yes. Um, we'll be taking a little break after this, so um, tune in next week for our little season finale, if you will. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This podcast is produced by myself, Sophie Orlich, with help from Jake Orlich. No relation. Maddie Line is my favorite co-host, and our lovely theme song is by Chandler Reeves. For news and updates, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at singlebestscene, or check out our website at singlebestscene.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, and especially if you're one of our actual friends, make sure you're subscribed to the pod and drop us a five-star review. We deserve it. Autoplay next episode.